What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Before the Day. Yep. We are excited to jump into Mark chapter 5, which is just some of the best uh, recorded stories, uh, in my opinion. So we have the healing of a demon-possessed man, and that's kind of what we're going to camp on today. Then you also have the story of Jairus's daughter uh, and her resurrection and mm-hmm. the the bleeding woman or the or the sick woman. And so, if you have not read today, um, please listen to the podcast, be encouraged. But then jump in yourself to Mark chapter five. You're going to be encouraged. Yeah. So we're going to focus on the first third, and really, it's about spiritual warfare. And I want to preface this by saying Hollywood has blown either the spiritual warfare, evil. Um, They've brought so much attention to Satan, demonic possession. Um, It's just way too much. When you look at this, it's caused fear in a lot of our hearts going, ooh, that's scary. I don't know if I want to deal with that. You know, when we read the Bible, it's, it's part of everyday normal life for the Christian and for Jesus. Right. And I think one of the reasons, too, that maybe some people you get, you know, this attachment of fear is because... Hollywood's not talking about Jesus, folks. Yeah. That's why we need to get our, our uh, learning and our attention back on the scripture because it's going to talk about spiritual warfare for yeah. sure, but it talks about Jesus too. And when you look at Jesus and the disciples, uh, Jesus is doing three things primarily in the midst of his community. One, he's mm-hmm. preaching and teaching. Two, he's healing. And three, he's bringing deliverance to people's life. Yeah. Like if, almost everything he does falls into one of those three categories in the midst of him and his community. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we want to implore and just encourage you that spiritual warfare and deliverance is supposed to be part of the normal Christian life. Mm -hmm. When the Holy Spirit's poured out and lives inside you, it's Christ's authority that now lives inside you. And when you're following the Lord in repentance, reading his word, Mm -hmm. a person of prayer, trying to walk in purity just as best as we can, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Christ's authority is in you to claim your house as a sanctuary, as a safe place. You pray it over your kids, over your own heart. If your friends are willing to follow Jesus, this is supposed to be normal. Um, so don't be afraid and we can share a little bit more of our experience later on or maybe some other time. But what's interesting about Mark five is Mark goes to great lengths at the beginning of the chapter to describe how bad of a dude this demon possessed guy seems to be. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty rare. Oftentimes you might get, there's a guy who's demon possessed and Jesus exercised a demon and they had lunch or something like yeah, that. You don't know the backstory. But Bobby, we want to read verses two through five for sure. us. It sounds like this. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Mm -hmm. And I think when people are trying to subdue him, they're probably trying to subdue him in their own earthly, natural, physical power. This is a different kind of war. It's not a, a physical war. It's a spirit war. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood would, would this would be a Hollywood movie, those three verses. And it'd stop there. But like Bob said, when you read the Bible, it continues and you get to Jesus Christ. And what's fascinating, because this dude seems pretty bad. Like he's breaking chains. He's cutting himself. He's screaming. Everyone's freaking out. They can't tackle him. Then Jesus shows up. Look at verses six and seven and how the demonic responds when Jesus Christ comes and he sees him far away. Mm-hmm. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. 
And so the spirit of Jesus is in us, believers. Mm -hmm. So if that's not a vote of confidence, I don't know what is. Not only has Christ defeated sin, defeated Satan on the cross, we have all these stories and examples of the kingdom of God whooping the kingdom of the world and sending demonic out, saying, like, you ain't got no place here. This is a place of light. It's a place of healing. And then what happens as the story unfolds is Jesus does something peculiar. He, uh, he kicks the demons out, and he sends the demons into a herd of pigs mm-hmm. on a nearby, nearby hill. The, de- the pigs run down the hill. They drown themselves, and this guy is restored and is healthy. The pigs are all dead, and the crowd is going, what on earth just <laughs> happened? This is crazy. So right. Bobby and I were, were talking about this, and we came up with three natural questions you have probably asked yourself if you've read this before. Well, you're asking yourself right now, trying to make sense of this story. Yeah. So, Bobby, talk to us. Why did Jesus send the demons into the pigs? Yeah. So, yeah, there's not really, there's different thoughts on it. Um, there's no clear answer. This is just, yeah. This is just some things that we've read. We've been with you, too, with, like, what's going on here? And just kind of dug a, dug a little bit of digging with some of what, like, um, theologians might think was going on here. But it's just an encouragement. Ask the questions still, yeah. you know, because that those would prompt those questions. So when it comes to um, why did Jesus send him into the pigs? Well, there's a couple different vantage points um, that you could look be looking from. You could be looking from the crowd and um, kind of the region that was around them. So later on, you're going to read that this literally affects the entire region. You know, it says maybe 2000 pigs were in this herd. So you would have you would have known about this. That's a lot of pigs. It's not like, you know, 10 or 15. Anyway, So this group of people in the region, why it would have been interesting and important maybe for them to have seen it was so that they could visibly see it. Yeah, the power of God. see Jesus enter the scene. They could see the man that was being demon-possessed totally come cowering. They could see, you know, this demon identifies himself. And so they could see that happening, and then they could see the chaos come upon this herd of pigs and they could see them drown themselves. They could see, okay, wow, who is this guy? They could see the power of Jesus at hand. So maybe that's one of the reasons. Um, another one of the reasons is from the vantage point of the man that was demon possessed, the man that was healed because him being able to almost provide credibility and visible proof to this community yeah. that totally restored him. Otherwise I'm sure There was a lot of snickering. There could have been a lot of snickering. You know, well, yeah, you know, Jesus kind of whatever, whoever this Jesus guy is, I guess he kind of helped, you know, Billy over there. I guess he kind of helped, but who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I still think that he could have something going on. There's probably fear of just like, I don't know if I want to let this guy back into my community. I don't think I want him around my kids. And yet, like you're saying, there's a clear... So this visible um, act that Jesus did literally gives this guy not only healing in a physical sense, spiritual sense, but also healing in his community because people could see, whoa, yeah, you're different. Yeah, he can be know? reinstated. Mm-hmm. There's credibility So the next there. question that kind of gets asked just naturally is what happens to the demons after the pigs drown? Like, hello, mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, what happens? Yeah, and so Jesus answers that in a different story in Matthew, Matthew 12. He's talking about spirit warfare again, and basically he's talking to someone about as if their their heart is a house. And Jesus says, when you exercise a demon out and you kick a demon out of somebody, the demons leave and they float around through arid places looking for another body essentially to uh, habitate and make, make home. And when the demons return to the place that they left, the human heart, and if they find that it's empty, 
like the house is swept clean, is the word that Jesus used in Matthew 12, verse 43. Uh, they'll come back with seven times more demons. And so what Jesus is saying is it's not enough to say no to evil and kick it out. You have to have a higher yes to Jesus Christ and his way of doing things. Yeah. And so what happened to the demons after they were drowned in the pigs and kicked out? They were floating through arid places looking for uh, people, um, animals, I don't know. A place of attachment. A place yeah. of attachment to, to live in. And so lastly, you know, Bobby and I are asking, why is there such different responses from the man and the people? And as we unpack this, I think my brain would go to, I want this Jesus Christ guy around. Yeah. If I saw this guy who was tormented and doing horrible, evil things and no one could control him and then Jesus shows up and in just a couple words kicks out the evil, I'm like, dude, you're staying at my house. I want you to live here and stay here and protect us. And mm. that's exactly the response of the man. He's like, right. I want to stay with you. Yeah. And Jesus tells him, no. Yeah, so for, literally in verses 17 and 18, you see the different responses. Verse 17 then the people, the people of the region, began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. Okay. And then verse 18, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon possessed begged him, begged to go with him. So you see just starkly, starkly different takeaways there. Yeah. And then the, the response of the crowd is they pleading Jesus to leave. Right. Going, get out of here. I don't know if they're mad because he wrecked their economy or their pigs, their income, or they're just right. scared. But That's revealing to me. I'd like to think I'd do the opposite. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. So as we wrap up, this is a very interesting story. Here's some practical steps we want to end, kind of encouraging you to to consider. Yeah. The first is kind of exposure and invitation. Yeah. Bobby, you want to flesh that out for us just in a minute? Um, Sure. So there's lots of different particular ways that we invite kind of the evil into our lives, you know, sometimes willingly, sometimes um, accidentally, like we were saying in Matthew chapter 12, when... There's stuff going on in this atmosphere that we don't even, you know, want to engage in or realize that we are engaging in. And so uh, what's happening is we invite ourselves, um, we open ourselves up into it. And so there's different kinds of music and movies. There's different kinds of artwork. There's different kinds of home decor um, that literally we don't realize. We think, oh, you know, that's just a cute little statue. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. no, we don't want to invite, you know... um, this Buddha statue, we don't want to have this on yeah. our porch because that actually is a symbol that's representing something else. That's so, contrary to the kingdom of God and contrary yeah. to Jesus' way of doing things. Sure. And so same thing with our, you know, what are we listening to on Spotify, on Apple Music? What kind of songs are we letting our kids, you know, oh, you know, it's just music. It's just lyrics. It's just a catchy beat. It's just a cool tune. No, Those no. are all open windows and doors and portals for either God to be honored or God to be opposed, and it, depending on what we do, invites in more of the spirit or more of evil. Right, and so there's all kinds of different, um, just everyday things that we ex- open ourselves up into that we need to just kind of be yep. sifting and filtering instead of just, um, instead of just opening up yeah. and letting it flow. And so in. as we wrap up, Bobby and I want to again encourage you: kick Hollywood to the curb. You have no reason to be afraid if you're following the Lord and you're in the spirit. Um, if you're in the flesh, in the world, dabbling in, in Ouija boards, um, witchcraft, which is actually more popular than you would think. We've come across that often lately. Um, movies, there's pornography, drugs, um, unhealthy uses of alcohol. All these different things are open mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. our heart to things that aren't of God. Right. And they can, they can affect us. They can affect our families. And so 
in it, just remember that Jesus is all-powerful. When you're following him, you have no reason to be afraid. And there have been times where we were doing a, an exorcism on, on somebody just last year, and one of the things that stuck out to me is the demonic had manifested, and it was getting pretty agitated and talking and trying to make a little bit of a scene, and we whispered the name of Jesus, and we just said, Jesus loves this woman, and she is his and he is hers. Um, you have no right to be here. And it was the most gentle, soft speaking, and it just totally clammed this thing shut. We bound it up in the name of Jesus, and all of a sudden there was a crazy amount of peace. But it was just, it was so opposite of Hollywood. It's just, no, this is a place of peace. Mm -hmm. This is where Jesus rules and reigns. Jesus died for her. His blood was shed for her. From her head to her toes and fingertip to fingertip, Christ's grace is enough for her. What she's done is not who she is today, and there's a brighter future for her. And it was just, it was peaceful. So even, I just want to step in and say, even an example. So that might seem like, okay, you know, Pastor Clark, that thank you for this story. Um, for even for you tuning into your news at 7:30 in the morning before while you're getting ready, um, do you ever notice that when you turn that off or when you turn off a pot, uh, a news podcast or a news channel that that maybe you're a little anxious? Yeah. That maybe you're a little worried Fearful. now. So that's just an encouragement for you to that you you speak the name of Jesus, you speak Scripture over yourself in your mm -hmm. own mind, and you turn that off and your home. Yes, yep. and your home. And so those are the practical ways too that yeah, it may look like one thing for someone else, but for you in your home too, it can it can look um, yeah. as simple as that. And the vast majority of spirit warfare is in your mind and in your heart, yeah. and it's not flashy, it's not exciting, it's not. It, sometimes it's even it even goes unnoticed, as Bobby said. And so there's a huge spectrum here. As we wrap up, um, we mentioned it before, we encourage you just to include the five steps of prayer um, in your devotional time where we're repenting, we're forgiving others and asking for forgiveness, mm -hmm. we're renouncing evil, we're walking in the authority that is ours in Christ, mm -hmm. and it's Christ's mm -hmm. authority. And lastly, we're receiving the blessing. When we cast stuff out of our hearts and off of us, we're receiving God's love, yeah. his joy, his peace. That list goes on and on. So mm -hmm. with that being said, I've been working hard and uh, probably going to be kicking out a class sometime in the next six months on spirit wars and prayer and what that means for us today in 2020 to 21. And we'd love for you to join. So stay tuned. That will come up sometime in the next few months. And uh, dive into the scriptures. Read Mark 5 and have a great week. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.